Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Welcome to SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay, here with Virginia Nessie and Robert Ramirez. Hello. Hi, everybody. SEM Synergy is our weekly digital marketing podcast airing Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific on webmasterradio.fm and available after that from iTunes. If you're listening, we'd love to, if you would, we'd love to have you come to semsynergy.com slash iTunes and tell us and others what you think of the show. Are you listening? Okay, so Google just updated the guidelines for Google My Place or Google My Business, which is a local Google Plus page. So these will show up in local searches. Um, after Rob kind of read off a few of the actual guidelines, it became clear that there's there's a good reason why you might want to be super specific because there's so many instances like the example um tom uh smith at allstate you know like so what if you're a single person representing a brand do you get a local business page and and how do you do that or what if you're the walmart vision center what if you're a department within a large uh you know business like that Um, or even a university where there's a lot of business schools and medical schools and law schools and how do you go through the process of taking an entity within an entity and properly representing it locally based upon what is a valid business purpose and where people would search for you by entity instead of by brand Absolutely. And, you know, Google local in general has always been something that Google has struggled to uh, remove spammers from, right? It's always been very spam-heavy and, you know, certain categories, especially locksmiths, florists come to mind, tow trucks, you know, these types of things. Uh, There are a lot of folks who uh, attempt to get ranked. It's an easier way to get ranked in general, an easier vehicle, although post-pigeon not so much as, as traditional ranking signals are contributing more, but um, you know, not actually having a brick and mortar location uh, in a certain city, but still trying to market to that city because you you do serve them or you want to anyways, is something that a lot of folks have tried to uh, manipulate Google Plus, uh, Google My Business, I guess it's called now, uh, to to kind of get better uh, visibility. Um, and Google has long tried to clean this up, and, and they've gone through various iterations, you know, of uh, their own product, right? Google Local, Google My Business, Google Plus Places pages. I mean, uh, different iterations have come along as they've tried to kind of fine-tune the experience. It's good to see them offering more detailed 
examples and more detailed help for folks out there who are professionals in the industry who are working with some of these larger uh, brands and small brands as well. Solo practitioners are, uh, apply here as well and giving them clear direction on exactly what it is uh, that they would like to see when it comes to creating these um, kind of listing pages. Because uh, up until now, it's been uh, pretty much whatever worked best people went with. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not giving the best experience for the searcher clearly. And it's kind of resulted in this kind of fragmented, segmented experience when it comes to um, Google Places listings in general. I don't want to be a naysayer. Um, everybody that's listening to this, raise your hand if you believe Google's in the business of making money. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I see all those hands. The, <laughs> fundamentally, this is being done because it's good for Google. And in my opinion, Google probably recognizes that the left-hand side of the page is where people look, and the right-hand side of the page is where they get their money. This could very easily lead, at a stage of you know boiling the frog in water, the hot water, the boiling water, mm -hmm. this could very easily be leading exactly to where Google was going to be going years ago, um, but maybe it was too too big of a jump for them at that time. But it could have easily be it could easily be that this is at an evolutionary level improving the quality of the directory results that Google owns about local businesses. And because it's directory, it's just like pay per click. They can sell ads. They can do extensions. They can have. <laughs> you know, videos, they, they can sell into the places, the Google My Business area, sure. uh, all sorts of things. And I think, by the way, we've already been seeing that uh, the carousel goes down now into the left-hand side and, you know, that's going to expand. And the, the places entries have become much less uh, red bubble with an address, it's become very much a search result looking kind of mm -hmm. a thing. It's still a little different, but it's still not different. And the evolution of local to places to, you know, product listing ads. Sure. I mean, this is something that is absolutely, in my opinion, evolutionary for Google. And I think that if we look at this two years from now, that entire left-hand side is going to have these things, and it's going to have a lot of ads. And this is how a public company increases revenue year over year when the number of searches happens to be everybody. Yep. I mean, you're not going to have two times everybody. <laughs> and what do you do? Yep. I mean, you have mobile cutting into your revenue because the mobile experience isn't as uh, rewarding. Uh, you you have to do something to make more money, and I think that's where Google is really going with all of these changes. Yeah, there's no doubt. I think uh, mobile, which you touched on there, is is a big uh, motivation for this, right? Uh, mobile searches are personalized searches based on your location. And Google is very interested in giving a SERP, a producing a SERP that is uh, for those smartphone users uh, that is hyper relevant to their location, that uh, brings forward real businesses uh, that are within walking distance, within driving distance. Uh, so that, And obviously it's an opportunity 
opportunity for them to monetize things. So uh, one of the main questions that uh, is out there right now in the local space is Google actually going to enforce uh, these standards uh, because in the past they haven't done such a good job of doing that um, but I think clearly Bruce with what you're saying here the writings on the wall they are committed to this process especially when it um, falls over into mobile right because you talk about you know 100% of everybody well mobile is that experience right now that is set to eclipse by 2015 desktop searches uh, that Google has clearly gone out of their way in just this past month of of, of drawing attention of webmasters to mobile issues with the mobile friendly tool, mobile usability uh, report now in Google Webmaster Tools. Um, all roads, it seems, are going to mobile and Google's desire to make sure that uh, all of uh, the web in general is good, uh, offers a good mobile experience for that person that's searching. And uh, having a good, strong local directory index, uh, a good localized index is a big part of that. It, it's, uh, it, it makes sense. I, I just wonder how far they're going to push the quality guidelines because where you will have Google interfere at a global level is in the EAT area, expertness, authority, and trust. And that may be how they provide the quality guidelines, that these mobile ads that really perform well, that really are eligible to get all of the, the fringe ad capabilities are the kinds of things that should tie to a website where Google can determine that you're authoritative mm -hmm. or trustworthy, right? They can determine that you're well-maintained. And if they don't tie them together, basically it looks like a microsite. You're just a directory entry. You can show up, but you may not perform as well. Um, the real issue isn't whether this is good for Google. Obviously, it could be if they're able to, over time, evolve into revenue opportunities. I think that this is good for users. The user experience, I, you know, here we are, an SEO internet marketing company, we want people to get traffic. I want traffic, you want traffic. I mean. As that business, our job is to help our clients realize the correct, targeted, appropriate, convertible audience. We do all that, well, how does this not support it? Sure. We're, we're going to be obligated to uh, be more precise in what we're saying. We're going to have to have a website that backs it up, in my opinion. That means SEO is even more important. It is going to be an integration where authority and trust and expertness is not just a five lines in a Google directory somewhere. It, it really has to spill over into you. I think we're still going to see the tie-in. Uh, they just recently, uh, as you know, put into the knowledge graph where you're looking at an individual like uh, President Obama. If you search for his name, it actually now on the knowledge graph tells you his Twitter handle and his Facebook address for his page in the knowledge graph. They're adding those links. I think we're going to see a lot of things expand where brands are finally going to be able to do some of that. Sure. And the, I, I don't want to over or underemphasize the importance that the Google for Business and uh, 
the shopping ads, the product listing ad things, and the places and the maps and the website and the social media are going to be mandatory. They're going to have to be dovetailed. They're going to have to be overlapping, uh, complementary, supplementary types of resources. And you're going to need them all to outperform your competition, even in the Google for Business. I think that it's going to become increasingly important that you do all these things. And I think every site out there better start now or you're just going to be behind. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, it offers an opportunity, I think, uh, for uh, the mid-range business, the the smaller guy, I guess you can say, to do things better than the large brands are doing and uh, and displace them in a lot of instances. Um, you know, uh, like you were saying, Bruce, you know, it's this synergistic kind of relationship. Everything has to be working together. And Google is rewarding that experience, right? Uh, with the mobile-friendly testing tool, which now uh, results in an annotation in the search result when people are looking on a smartphone. Um, you know, Does that's that sound important to you? I have to take us to a break here. But you should go to bruceclay.com and fill out our quote form to find out about some really exciting local SEO things that are coming your way from us here at Bruce Clay. Um, it's time for a quick break. After the break, Andrew Shotland of Local SEO Guide has some interesting uh, tips to share about a local search audit. So stick around for that. More SEM Synergies on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. All-Inclusive Marketing is the luxurious five-star resort of digital marketing. Welcome to All-Inclusive Marketing. Engage with All-Inclusive Marketing's award-winning strategists to ramp up your online profitability and brand exposure, driving new customer acquisitions, increased sales, and stronger buyer retention. Another mojito, please? All-Inclusive Marketing's full-service digital and performance marketing accommodates every brand, specializing in retail, travel, and software as a service. What a great room. The A in All-Inclusive Marketing means award-winning leadership, excellence in results, as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's All-Inclusive Marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketing.com slash radio. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call... Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
Hi, welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia Nessie, and um, I'm actually joined by Andrew Shotland. He's a local SEO consultant at localseoguide.com, and um, you previously were the head of product and business development for Insider Pages, um, which speaks to you know the kind of time that you've been in this industry working in the local space. Um, welcome to the show, Andrew. Thanks, Virginia. Nice to be here virtually. And thanks for joining us at a conference. Um, you're at a conference right now? I'm actually at the uh, BAA Kelsey Leading in Local conference, appropriately enough. Oh, yeah, right. That's that's interesting timing. How is that? Um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, standing in the, <laughs> I'm standing in the corridor right now. I haven't really been in. Um, well, sure last time we talked was at SMX East in New York, and uh -huh. I saw you present on the session Deconstructing Pigeon, Google's New Local Search Algorithm. Um, mm -hmm. And so at that time, you kind of explained some of the data you'd seen. I mean, this was in October, and uh, Pigeon kind of hit the scene in, I don't know, July or May, and um, I... I think you, you write at Search Engine Land and you kind of pro provide this great coverage of how Pigeon has really shaken things up and how SEOs can adapt. Um, I guess I wanted to start with some of the losers, at least um, in this article. Why did Google's Pigeon poop all over big local brands? So multi-location <laughs> brands were some of the losers of Pigeon. Yeah, um, we had... Um so I've been getting contacted after, so Pigeon happened at the end of July 2014. And um, after that, I started to get contacted by larger multi-location brands who were having problems. And some were having um, technical problems, like all of their locations, just kind of um, the all the address information was incorrect when you were searching for them in Google. Um, so it was clear that there were some technical issues with the Pigeon rollout that screwed up some of the local databases um, for, on Google side. And then, but, but that got fixed. Um, but more um, critically, we were getting reports that, you know, companies with thousands of locations were losing, like, let's say, 5 or 10% of their traffic or rankings or, or some metric. It was always very fuzzy. And... Um, and what we kind of figured out is part of what happened with Pigeon, two of the major things that happened with Pigeon, I think. One was um, what we call an overweighting of the brand algorithm, which basically means uh, Google was interpreting many keywords, many searched queries as um, a brand query. And so, so basically they would find... Um, uh, local businesses or businesses, the pages they thought were local businesses, with that word in its name and surface them in the local results. So as an example, if you searched Miami Movers, and I think this is still true today, uh, Google would not interpret that necessarily as a moving company search. It, it, it interpreted that as a search for a company called Miami Movers. Um, and so you see, I think today, that the company called MiamiMoversMoving.com, which is a clear <laughs> spam domain, is ranking number one. And so all these kind of spammy domains got put into the local results and pushed out these more, like, well-branded domains. And then simultaneously what happened was Google narrowed the results, the, 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 the radius of the search results for local results, 
So whereas maybe if you'd searched um, restaurants before Pigeon, you would get a, and you were in, let's say, Portland, Oregon, you would get a wide um, radius of results for restaurants in Portland. Now Google was interpreting you as being more on a mobile device and wanted to show you only restaurants within, let's say, five-mile radius of where you are. And it changes by city and query. And so if your business is located, let's say, on the outskirts of town, like let's say a Home Depot might be, um, then you are less likely to rank, say, for hardware store. Like someone just said hardware store and, and because they, the results were so narrow in the radius. And so I think that's what hurt a lot of these, these kind of larger brands. It's kind of fascinating and a little ironic that this, um, okay, because when Pigeon first came out, Google said that that um, the local algorithm was now going to be a little bit more like the web signals from like the gen general web algorithm, mm -hmm. but kind of maybe like before they, um, you know, downgraded exact match domains or maybe like in this like earlier version where it was a lot easier to spam it. If, if something like, you know, Miami moving movers is able to, to rank. Yeah, it's it's um it's very easy to spam uh, Google local results right now. Uh, right after Pigeon, we set up uh, a couple of fake accounts just to test things, uh, and we were able to um, to get uh, 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 an exact match domain ranking number one in the local results for a decent keyword um, within about three days uh, <laughs> with a fake address. Um, and uh, we just basically set up a bunch of local citation links, so like Yellow Pages links, mm -hmm. and um, and then got the page verified in Google My Business. And as soon as it got verified in Google My Business, within 24 hours, it ranked number one. And it's a completely fictitious company. Um, and uh, so yeah, but it's you know, the, with every Google update, there's like this this kind of dialing up of certain things that creates a lot of chaos and then Google kind of observes and then kind of dials it back. And then when they dial it back, maybe they dial it back too far and then right. they have to dial it back up again. So there's a constant like fluctuation. It's no different than organic in a lot of ways. Um, it, it's just that, you sure. know, with the, with the local results, there's just, I, there's so many more data issues um, that could cause these problems. So then you also kind of, in this same article, shared some what to do about it um, tips. Uh, mm -hmm. There's three of them. Do you want to go over those with us? I can't even remember what my tips were, but okay. you should follow so them. One, they were probably well, one really of them brilliant. was business descriptors in your Google My Business page titles. And so, I think um, that's especially that a interesting. Idea at the time, but Google just um, got rid of those. Okay. Um, as of about three days ago, Google just released a new Google My Business guidelines. Um, so descriptors were these words you could add to the business name on Google My Business. Um, we typically use them for neighborhood queries, so like Home Depot, Soho, or something like that. Um, and they, they kind of seem to help for those kinds of queries, but um, they don't work anymore as of three days ago. So don't so, do that. Yeah. Can we talk about the update to the to the Google My Places um, guidelines and what is what? It, yeah, I, 
I, I plead guilty for not having them memorized yet. We've, we've certainly looked at them. Um, they're, they're, I, I just, everyone who's interested in this stuff should just go type Google My Business Guidelines in Google, and um, you can read all about them. But they did things like, um, the things that stand out to me are if you have a, um, uh, let's say, a co-branded uh, place like um, KFC Taco Bell, you can no longer call it KFC Taco Bell. It has to be either KFC or Taco Bell, or you create two different um, different pages, one for KFC, one for Taco Bell. Um, mm. Again, you can't use the descriptors anymore. Um, you have to, um, uh, one of the more significant ones is that you have to choose one category as your category, and it needs to be, I forgot what their wording was, um, but as an example, if you're a uh, criminal defense attorney, that's your category. You can't be attorney. Mm. Um, so you can't. And of course, there's many more queries for attorney than criminal defense attorney. Um, so that, you know, that's a challenge for for companies that want to rank for just attorney. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's a bunch of little little things that they've they've kind of tweaked a bit that all add up to like a just a again another challenge for SEOs and people trying to figure this stuff out to kind of stay ahead of it. Do you think that the one is related to the other? Like update these guidelines maybe has something to do with the fact that adding some descriptors made it easy to spam in like in the new pigeon ecosystem. I think uh, that Google has kind of decided that uh, users, let's say users, are inherently untrustworthy, uh, <laughs> meaning. Uh, Anyone who claims a business page and adds their business information, um, there's a good chance that they're, they're lying or embellishing, and mm -hmm. or not or just don't, they don't know the truth. And so Google doesn't want to rely on human beings to do anything. Um, it, it it sees that as a failure of a system, and so it wants to rely more on its algorithms to decide that this is a criminal defense attorney. Um, and uh, so I think the the all these things that are happening, but certainly these guideline things too, um, it's kind of moving them in that direction. And I think um, I think you'll just keep seeing it and in a way that makes it um, sometimes in a way that makes it harder to optimize, meaning you have less things you can directly input into Google that can control things. But in a, in a lot of cases, it's over-reliant on, um, on uh, you know, its algorithms, which uh, you know, are not transparent in enough time and, and have an interesting brain, you can kind of figure them out. Um, that That's awesome. Um, I, one, I was wondering, because uh, then there's this other article that you wrote recently, maybe this week, about um, how you shouldn't or maybe diversify or maybe don't count too much on Google My Business. Um, uh, yeah. when you're doing your local SEO efforts. Yeah, that, that, so that was, so, you know, one of the things um, we like to do is, uh, as people who, who like, blog and stuff and edition, <laughs> so sometimes we put up <laughs> stupid stuff like that. Um, uh, what, we were, what we were getting at is a lot of our, um, a lot of the people in this industry who we're friends with, like, they, they kind of are, are harping on Google My Business stuff all the time. And um, one of our clients is that um, they had uh, their their Google My Business uh, the rankings had had increased after Pigeon in Google My Business, but um, leads and calls and traffic that they were getting from 
those those rankings t- didn't change at all. And um, and often we see this with uh, with businesses um, where it's not the Google My Business traffic that matters; it's the non-local organic traffic. Meaning, when I search for pizza, it's not the local listings that shows up; it's the stuff around it, like the Yelp pages and the sites that show organic stuff. And people get the local stuff right all the time, and those listings float around all the time. And um, but there's much more um, uh, long tail traffic in non-local organic stuff. Um, it's good to focus on Google My Business and get that right, but you can do really well without it. Um, and uh, and another thing we noticed is Google just introduced this thing we kind of cheekily dubbed the Fanny Pack which is a revision of the local results pack that in many cases is not showing a phone number on the results because they're, I don't know why, like they're trying to get people to click into the Google Maps or Google My Business for some reason. It's totally, it, it makes no sense to me. On, on a mobile phone, it kind of makes sense in that they just have a click the call button. But on the desktop, to not show the phone number seems ludicrous. So mm-hmm. if your business relies on phone calls, like that's not going to be a, the best use of your resources to get ranked there. Hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I've been kind of writing about and following and um, and and in SEO for like about ten years now. But local moves so fast, and along with having to try to keep up with um, all the different like ways that Google my business places, you know, all the, the different incarnations of its kind of uh, um, local services, and then the way that it changes its algorithm, and then the way that it changes its layer, it's appearing, and then all yeah. this, uh, it's, it's dizzying. So it's really awesome for you to come on the show and help sort us out a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a, um, you know, in many ways, the the challenges with Google local is very similar to the challenges with the local market in general is mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's huge, but hugely complicated and fragmented. And, um, uh, and, and yeah, it's, it, it, we, it, it, it it's funny in, in, in a strange way, right? We, uh, I like to think of what we do as like helping people save their jobs, um, you know, like by getting them business out of Google and, in local, it really is true because um, the way Google just, in trying to make things better, always ends up like taking two steps backwards, um, even though it might make some things better. And and there's just a lot of uh, confusion and complication in the local SEO world that um, it's and even like quote unquote experts like we I can't solve every problem. I have no clue why happy mm-hmm. things happen. Um, and and all we can do is just keep abreast of as they change and try to kind of go, okay, how are we going to deal with this now? And and then how are you going to deal with this with a client, which is really tricky because, you know, a guy who has like a 10 location company doesn't want to hear that, oh, Google just did an update. Like, sorry, you're, <laughs> the thing we worked on for six months, we're going to have to redo. Um, uh, so I, the, at the same time, like, I don't want to get over the alarmist about it, but the, mm-hmm. the tried and true tactics still seem to work. And um, you, you just there's there's just a lot of little as anyone who's worked in Google local for the last couple of years knows there's just a bunch of little things you have to keep in, on top of because any day you can wake up and your data is screwed up 
you're, you just lost your rankings because there's a duplicate Google My Business page or something, and you've got to just figure that stuff out. Um, I don't remember uh, what article this was when I was prepping for this uh, chat, but I think you said, like, it's Google Google's world, and we just live in it, and uh, basically, you know, SEOs adapt. So that is good yeah, advice. No different than, than non-local SEO, right? You, you just have to, you kind of just have to have confidence that if you kind of get SEO, either time you'll figure out this new change and how to adapt to it. And yeah, that's just, you, the, the, the safest bet for any SEO is that Google's going to change things and kind of create a bunch of, you know, <laughs> bunch of work for you. <laughs> Right. right. So, don't so be, we'll stay employed. Keep doing good things for other businesses. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Andrew. Um, you can follow Andrew on Twitter at Local SEO Guide and go to localseoguide.com to read your blog there. And um, I also recommend checking out a recent post where there's a very handy local SEO audit template. Um, thanks again. Uh, my pleasure. Can I also put in a plug for Apple Maps Marketing, which is my other blog, if you're interested in Apple Maps? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. AppleMapsMarketing.com? That's right. Go awesome. check it out. All right. All right. Well, hey, thanks for uh, the chat. Uh, thanks, Andrew. All right, everybody, and yep. thanks for listening to SDM Synergy. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.